Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Surprise Jab Podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Ruger, surprising you with new topics every single week and jabbing you with your daily dose of UFC. And we certainly have a wonderful surprise today. We are joined back again on the Surprise Jab Podcast with the wonderful Dane Dupal. Dane, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back. Glad to have you. I mean, it's been it's been over a month. I think we last met like early September. So, I mean, lots, lots changed in the sports world and the world in general since that time. Very true. Very true. We've got a fun schedule today. Of course, a lot of NFL talk. We'll be ending the episode with our official week eight predictions. Going to be going over some of the top fantasy performers so far as we're just about halfway through the NFL season this year. Maybe even talk a bit about the uh, World Series a bit. I'm sure you could tell me more than I know about the World Series, which kicks off this Friday, October 27th. Going to be reviewing our uh, fantasy basketball teams a bit. We're doing this little, not really try-hard league, but I mean, this is coming from two guys who don't know much about fantasy basketball. And of course, we're going to have some guessing games and some blind ranks on this episode. Fun stuff. Sounds so, great. What you been up to? How Anything fun uh, been happening this week? Just a typical week? Not really. Just grinding school. Uh, that's I been the that. majority of my life the last like three weeks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's kind of that awkward like midterms. Have, are you is UND? Have you had midterms yet? Or uh, it's about that time. I don't think any of my classes have official midterms, but it's more or less. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. This end of October, starting of November. But um, that's the time that also baseball comes to an end. Dane, do you are you an avid baseball fan at all? Um, I I consider the Twins like my second favorite professional Minnesota sports team. Oh, wow. Um, as it comes to like other MLB teams and like the MLB as a whole, not too uh knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's about as far as my knowledge extends, really. That's kind of how mine goes. I was just checking the bracket every single week, every time I record an episode, just to see what what team advanced in the MLB playoffs. But I mean, after the Twins lost, I I just lost interest because I don't follow it that much. Same here. I think I think the issue with baseball is just how slow paced it is compared to other sports. But it is one of the most. I think it is the longest sport out of all the like top four North American sports. If I'm not. I think so. Uh, with the pitch clock, I think it was last year they started it going into this year. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. It's made games a lot more reasonable to watch. I don't buy any of the NFL subscription or MLB or NHL or any of those subscriptions. Uh, so when I was home a couple weeks ago when the Twins were playing Houston, I was able to watch some of those games. And the, that was like two hours, two and a half hours. It was like a perfect little like condensed oh, game. I was like, I was into it. So. They've Man. taken off easily an hour, an hour and a half of game time. My goodness. For sure. That was. But yes, um, the World Series now, the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona Diamondbacks were the sixth seed. They were technically the worst team of the teams in the playoffs. And as for the Rangers, they were the number five team on their side of the ALCS. So good, good job to both of those teams making it. Yeah, the Diamondbacks were like the last team to get uh, to make the playoffs. It took them out in the last few games, so that's been a kind of a crazy story. I think when the uh, playoffs started, they were like the longest odds to win it all. 
Uh, and then you go to Texas, who hasn't won a World Series yet. So two pretty good stories uh, going into that World Series. Yes, incredible. If they could win their first World Series, that'd be awesome. Fortunately for the Twins, we did have a quarterfinals exit. I don't really know what it's classified as. Would that be a divisional round, basically? Yeah, it's the divisional series, yeah. Okay, tough loss to the Astros, but we didn't get eliminated in the wild card. So that could we be want a playoff game. Win. I don't know. But yeah, I uh, I think in my early predictions, I said the Phillies and the Astros were going to make it. So I was almost correct. Two of those teams made it to the quarter. Yeah, seven they, my yeah, they took them to game seven too. So you were one game away from getting your uh, predictions correct. Who was the um, best team this season? Not that I kept two. I think the Braves were kind of freakish from what I remember throughout the mm-hmm. uh, regular season. I think they they put up a lot of runs and were kind of regarded as the most talented team throughout the season. Um, that's really as far as my knowledge goes. That's all that. you know. Yeah, I mean, Braves number one seed in the uh, postseason picture from what I've seen. But uh, as for the World Series, game one kicks off in Texas on uh, Friday, October 27th. Game two, Saturday. Game three, Monday. Game four, Tuesday. Potential. Game five, Wednesday. I don't know if I'll be watching it too much. Baseball's just, um, you have to acquire it. I feel like every sport, you know, just some people watch it, some people don't. Personally, baseball, not for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, same for fantasy basketball, honestly. I just, I when when uh, one of our uh, mutual friends mentioned us uh, starting a little league, I'm like, sure, why not? Like, it's only four people. Our teams will be loaded. We don't have to check it a lot. But honestly, looking at my team, I'm kind of happy with my players. Do you? Uh, how do you feel? I mean, because f- let's say what it, it's a four person league, so you're gonna have like a roster full of superstars. So yeah, I did kind of joke once we got to like whatever it was, it was the final two picks. I'm like, I'm running out of names of people that I know because of all the people that we've been we've been snagging. But um I don't know. I feel like we were doing a hot start and then for some reason we had to do a, a quick restart today. Uh and all our yeah, progress at the moment we were informed our teams had to be reset. There, I don't there know. Was... I looked this morning and I had 90 points put up between Booker and Durant, and I was fine. And then I go over to your score and you watch Jokic put up a hundred points. So I was like, a... don't take those points away from me. I want a hundred <laughs> yeah. points. Exactly. So I'm still uh, figuring out how it all works as I mean, I sent messages to the group chat. I was like, why is a three pointer only two points? Then he, for some reason yeah. said it was five. And I, I don't know how it, it works. I, I will say in NBA news, I mean, on my fantasy team in this little four man all-star league, I do have James Harden, but I've just been, I actually saw today that James Harden is not traveling with the 76ers to Milwaukee to play. He's going to wait for them to come back. I don't even know how this guy has a contract. Like I've never seen such a sassy player like James Harden. Yeah. I mean, I guess James has always been kind of that, uh, I don't want to say controversial, but he's always been kind of the poster boy of not showing up for the season. That notorious, whatever picture like five years ago. Oh yeah. When he looked super bloated, we'll say (laughs) he was, he was looking large. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know. you he's one of the superstars and he has been for like the last decade. I'm sure he can kind of just do what he wants and 
Pretty much. I heard the Clippers were actually pursuing him, but decided to back off because they want to focus more on uh, starting the season good than just acquiring James Harden. Plus, they have Russell Westbrook. Maybe he'll make a little career revival in L.A. Maybe. Maybe. In in the Clippers side of L.A. Lakers yeah, side I was of LA, say. That did not go well at all. Um. Also on my team, I mean, I have Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Bulls. Looking to do good this year. I'm is Lonzo Ball like officially done with basketball because of injuries? I mean, I just don't hear anything about him anymore. Yeah, uh, I guess I'm not even sure. All the ball kids kind of have fallen off the face of the earth. Even mm-hmm. uh, the the third one that came to league who took Rookie of the Year from Ant, he's mm-hmm. kind of oh, yes. even yeah, he's kind of even fallen off a cliff. So I don't know, man. They were flashing the pan for like four years. NBA NBA season kicking off. I kicked off yesterday, actually. Continues rolling today. I mean, it's just kind of tough when you have 82 games. You know, like you cannot even judge anything from the first game. Like, and I mean, we're going to get to the Vikings later on this episode. And we were 0-3, and now we've gone on a little 3-1 and run here. Okay, and I'm actually feeling much better about the team, no matter what any hater will tell you. I, I agree, uh, and again, we'll get deeper into it when you, we bring it up later, but uh, I, after, it was that Bears game, right before the Bears game is when I was going to be the catalyst of what I want to do if I want to like blow it up or mm-hmm. cheer for the team to win. So we'll talk about it more later, but that Bears win was probably the biggest one for me in like cheering for the team. Very big one there. Minnesota Timberwolves are in action with the Raptors as we're recording in the second quarter. I mean, we got Mike Conley, Kyle Anderson, Rudy Gobert, Troy Brown Jr., and Nas Reed is our currently on the court. Don't really know if um is Carl Anthony Towns healthy. I mean, I think so. From what I've heard, I I think he had something in preseason, but Finch was like, "Oh, he's fine. He'll be." He'll be there for week, uh, week one. So, yeah, I mean, just the Timberwolves—they don't have the deepest roster. I mean, you hear names like Troy Brown Jr., Kyle Anderson. I mean, even Mike Conley is past his prime. But um, I, I don't know. I, I give hope for the Timberwolves as of right now. But I mean, it's it's too early to tell, and not being NBA fans per se as I used to be. But it's yeah. Happening. I think coming into the season, they were actually like the second best odds in the West to to win it all. They were their over under is like forty four and a half games to win. So there's a lot of uh, hype behind them, as you will say. It's kind of like the mm-hmm. Detroit Lions. We've been a lot of nothing for a few years. I I actually just recently saw something. It was like three years ago. We had fifteen wins, which is uh, pretty wow. far cry. It's a far cry from where we are now, thinking that we're going to get forty four and a half. So. I don't know. It's it's been exciting to watch them. Uh, I've kind of been a bit little bandwagon since they've been good. So a perfect point there. It was not but two seasons ago. Lions went what two and two and fifteen or something, two and fourteen, one and something. And like you said, Timberwolves. I mean, we're slowly improving. I think we made the playing game last season. If you have any recollection of that, uh, yeah, we won. I think we in the play-in tournament we lost the first game but then we won the second one so that ended up us playing the Denver Nuggets who ultimately who No, did we did we play the Nuggets or did we play the Grizzlies? I can't remember. 
No, we that was because that was the whole like hang the banner for the Timberwolves is oh the champions gave us their toughest series and it was like okay good for us we won oh, one okay game, yep but, that makes yeah. sense oh man Nikola Jokic that guy is I, he's personally one of my favorite players because he talks about like I don't even want to be here I just want to be on a farm with my horses and my kids now I'm like this is the type of guy I want making millions of dollars a year a humble man yeah. like yeah. He's kind of just a funny dude. He's like he looks looks like the most unathletic like player on the court, and meanwhile yeah. he's getting like thirty points, fifteen rebounds, and twelve assists. It's like, oh, okay, just go do your thing, buddy. I mean, it's on. absolutely crazy. I remember playing NBA Two K sixteen, and Nikola Jokic was your average center, nothing special. We fast forward, gosh, now that's been almost six years or something, seven years, and where he's one of the greatest centers of all time. He's he's up there, top 10 maybe. Yeah, the notorious uh, picture, especially when they were winning the finals, is that he was drafted during like a KFC ad or something during the NBA draft. And so it's like, yeah, this, oh, is, your, this is your MVP who was drafted during a KFC ad, guys. Hey, he's that good. He's that good. Any other points for uh, fantasy NBA, NBA season before it begins? Uh, I guess not really as much of a – I did just look how Anthony Towns uh, is playing. He's got 10 points so far, so good Perfect. for us. But uh, I think this is the year that Anthony Edwards, if he hasn't already, become the guy in Minnesota over Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this is the year he takes control and starts to will us to wins as opposed to Cat trying to do that. That is what I would think from my limited NBA knowledge – um, and even the, the rookie we drafted, um, off the top of my head, I forgot his name, but people are thinking that he's going to be something too. So, uh, we'll see. It's going to be hopefully an exciting year where we actually make the playoffs and not have to play in a play in game. Now that's an excellent point. Um, um, what's his face? Anthony Edwards going to come into his own this year. Makes complete sense. I was going to try and find Jaden McDaniels. Is that, he's not a rookie. That's a new contract. No, he's, he's the fellow that punched the wall before uh, the playoffs. Uh, he is notoriously one of the best ed, uh, defensive players in the NBA, and a lot of people regard him as that. I think that may have changed the series around last year, but I, yet again, he decided to, to punch a wall. So wasn't really able to utilize him against uh, one of the best offensive teams in the NBA. Um, I think it's uh, – Miller, I think, is his last. Leonard Miller, I believe, is our. Yes, Leonard Miller from Canada, playing in the NBA G League, is actually younger than me. He was born in 2003. I believe he is 20 years old. Nice. Wow, that's actually crazy. He might actually be 19, I believe. If he was born November 2003, that'd probably make him 19, actually. Yeah. I guess, doing, my, yeah. doing my math correctly. He has, uh, yeah, November, yeah, probably 2019, yeah. All right, we'll move on from the NBA. Should be a long season, and I mean, Dane, you can, you're always invited to the podcast. Um, until until we get some sponsorship money, this will only be every other month. Every month, I'll say we can do an interview. But yeah. um, NBA kicking off, uh, kicked off, I should say, but kind of getting Let's rolling go. every team playing we're gonna get into a little blind rank right now always a little fun activity i love to do with guests having them blind rank something i believe last time i was just having you blind rank random players maybe in the nfl wide receivers or running backs or something or maybe it was teams i think it was teams is what you did 
Okay, teams, well, we're we're switching it up here, Dane, because I know you're an avid music listener, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. You know, and uh, we've been um, in our spare time with one of our buddies. We've been ranking songs, doing like guessing songs and stuff, fun stuff like that. But I'm actually going to have you blind rank 10 bands. Okay. 10 okay. bands. Do you have a pen and paper handy with you? I'm right here ready to go. Perfect. So there is no theme to these bands. I literally just went on top bands of all time, picked out a couple that I'm, you've heard a song from. Some some could land low, some could land high, but we're just going to give it to you in a random order, and you're going to blind rank them. How's that sound? Good. And for, for, uh, for preference, we're doing like my opinion on them, not like overall like what they should be ranked like at the beatles the beatles aren't really my thing but obviously they should be like number one or are we, are we just doing my preference heck no we always do personal preference here okay cool. we do not, i don't want to get we don't like the mainstream the opinions of people they like Excellent. those controversial right. things you know as much as uh, i'll bring this back to one of our buddies who says that brock purdy is a bottom five qb i mean i i understand the hate but i feel do feel that's a controversial opinion being bottom five a little bit. I mean, he's got some goofy tanks regardless. Uh, but I mean, Purdy, he's lost two games that he started and finished. So in the NFL, regardless of if you've got system quarterback or you're throwing it to some of the best players, mm -hmm. uh, good quarterbacks don't make those mistakes. And you gotta, you gotta give him his props. Is he top 10? Probably not, but he's done enough to put that team in positions to win more times than not. Completely agree. We're going to be going all over NFL later on in the episode. Let's kick off this little top 10 bands blind rank with a rock band. Bit of an old school rock and roll. We got the Eagles. Oh, um, see, I like a lot of the more solo stuff. Each band did member, uh, mm -hmm. did afterwards than the Eagles themselves. But, uh, they've got a few bangers, uh, life in the fast lane, hotel, California, um, the iconic ones. Yeah, uh, I'd probably give them. Eh, we'll just for. We'll go six. That is six. what we'll give the Eagles. Good spot for the Eagles. I have a very odd memory. I remember I was in the car with my dad, and he had an Eagles CD back when everyone used to listen to CDs and plug them in. And I said, "Oh, can we listen to this?" And he said, "No, this music's not for you." And I was like seven years old. And I always thought about that because I listened to all sorts of other rock music and it was fine. So I don't know what it was about that Eagles CD that uh, something happened. One of those random memories. You ever just get random memories of something that happened? I do. There's definitely, I get flashbacks of kind of the same thing sitting in the back of the truck with your dad and we'll be, you want to go in Menards or you want to sit in the car? And you're like, oh, I just want to sit in the car because you don't want to walk around Menards on like no. a Saturday afternoon. And then Dragula starts playing on the, this, uh, the car speaker oh, and you're just like... Yep, that, that happens all the time. I just found out about Dragula by Rob Zombie, by the way. I'd always heard it. I'd always seen the name Dragula by Rob Zombie, but I actually listened to it. And that is such a good gym song for anyone who oh, likes it. It's a banger. It's a banger. Super good. Continuing this trend, we're going to hit you with a little Pink Floyd on the blind rank list. Uh, not really a big Pink Floyd guy. Never really listened to any of their stuff. Um, I know the whole like conspiracy about the dark side of the moon and Wizard of Oz kind of like matching up and doing yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, weird stuff like that. I'm going to just put them at 10 just for like lack of me really knowing mm -hmm. uh, their stuff. So 
No, I'll say the only song that comes to my top of my head is another brick in the wall. That's by Pink uh, Floyd, right? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. a good one. I, I don't know much about Pink Floyd, you know, but when I'm doing these lists, there's no point in giving you 10 bands you absolutely love. I got to throw in some other ones so we can see. I feel them. you. I feel you. Have you heard about the conspiracy around that, actually? No, do tell. I think there's like, it's like a music video and it's about like kids getting like grinded up at like a meat factory or something. That is super weird to say out loud, but if if we ever get to a point where we could pull up things like they do on the Joe Rogan podcast. This would be a time to pull up that music video because it's super odd. And I've already seen conspiracies about it and even just like the lyrics of it and stuff. Very odd. Yeah. I guess I haven't really heard of that. And yeah, if we get to a point pulling it up. We can do some reactions of Pink it's, Floyd music videos. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the TikTok thing. You see one TikTok about conspiracy and you're like, Oh my gosh, is, is this real? How did I not know about this? I, I feel you. All right, moving on, we have Hinder. Hinder's got some bangers. Uh, Lips of an Angel, all time. Um, I, I'm going to put them right above the Eagles at five. They've got some Ooh. absolute uh, rippers of some songs. Um, Better Than Me, uh, another banger. Um, Bliss, they, they, got some, they got some bangers. One of the hidden... Uh early 2000s rock bands i'd say you know not if you i've asked some people like oh have you listened to hinder before and they go what's a hinder and then <laughs> but i also have people who don't know what daughtry is and for someone who listens to daughtry i'm like yeah i feel like there's know. a whole genre and that they kind of fit into that like early 2000s where like the every rock, rock band or, sounded yeah. the exact same there's like default hinder creed daughtry they're all kind of like the same genre mm-hmm. and it just yeah it's a good time there's a time and a place as we've we've talked before like when you listen to music you have to be in a certain mood for that type of music very much so for sure. all right for sure trucking along we have led zeppelin led's got some bangers i i i deeply respect uh the immigrant song that plays at every vikings game more or less oh my uh, goodness They've got some absolute uh, bangers. I'm gonna throw them uh, right at four because, uh, yeah, love it. Big and I mean, I always love that you can't play "Stairway to Heaven" in a guitar store. I mean, that's gotta the be one of my favorite riff. gags. The forbidden rift. I love it. I love it. All right, going along, we're gonna give you Coldplay. Uh, Coldplay's a little down the list. Uh, mm-hmm. Viva La Vida, obviously banger. Um, uh, beyond that, a lot of their stuff is just okay. Paradise that came out what like a decade ago now, probably another pretty good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd probably put them around nine is where I'd put Coldplay. Man, I actually completely agree. And I'll say one of the funniest things is I ever this is that's actually my personal opinion. The Super Bowl 50 halftime show with them, I was not rocking with at all. I thought it was so lame. That's actually tarnished my opinion of that band, personally. Yeah, I mean, that's just one of those things. I feel like the Super Bowl halftime show is almost always like a decade late on their artists. Like this year, it's Usher. It's, he would have been good like a decade ago. It was J-Lo like three years ago. It was like, yeah. these things would have been like good a decade ago. Like every few years they hit. And it was like, yeah, that's pretty, the Eminem one with all those guys. That one was a hit. Yes. The Weeknd was a hit. But they just have some that are like, hmm. I I know for a 
fact that if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl and we they still have Taylor and Travis together, she will be performing at the Super Bowl. That's it's ridiculous at this point. Yeah, that's that's kind of the conspiracy theory that people have been saying is they're because Taylor's already said no because you don't get paid for the Super Bowl halftime show and she wants to get paid. And uh, that that's the conspiracies. The NFL is trying to like nudge her into like, come on, perform at the halftime show. So date one of our stars. That's that's one of the conspiracies. And I find it kind of funny. Ridiculous. It's all it's all a big joke to me. Going along, we're going to give you Maroon 5. Ooh, Maroon Uh, 5. We talked about it. I think it was last night. Uh, I was a big Maroon 5 kid growing up. Uh, went mm-hmm. to the concert when they were in the cities for their 5 no album with my shot. mom. Uh, so, uh, big Maroon 5 guy. I got to throw him at number three. Uh, they've kind of fallen off in the last few years. Uh, but, uh, like, early 2010s, Maroon 5, they had some undisputed bangers. I mean, honestly, at some point, we could rank top 10 Maroon 5 songs. They just have so many. It's... Very good band. Agreed. Agreed. And honestly, I I got put on to Maroon 5 from The Voice, actually. That came out like 2011, 2010. I remember it came out right after a Super Bowl. It might have been that Packers-Steelers Super Bowl. And I was was like, you know what, Adam Levine, I like this guy. Maroon 5, good band. Yeah, that was probably about the the height of my Maroon 5 likes. It was like, oh. Adam Levine on TV, got to watch the show. Yeah. And so like for the first uh, couple, I mean, not seasons, but like probably definitely the first one was like, oh, huh, watch The Voice. It was kind of, it was a new show. It's kind of interesting. I'm still on yeah. now, which is kind of crazy, but. Insane. I mean, I'll be honest. Like I liked that. My, my favorite cast was, I mean, the original Blake Shelton, Adam Levine, CeeLo Green, Christina Aguilera. And then, you know, that show will never go away because they can always just find music artists for it. Very true. Keeping us rolling, you still have your one, two, seven, and eight spots left open. We got a personal favorite of mine. I mentioned them early, Daughtry. Uh, Daughtry has, has some good songs. They have like two or three really good songs. Uh, mm-hmm. The the album, that, or at least for me, kind of runs a little dry. I'll throw them at seven. I think they deserve uh seven they've got they've got some bangers um but yeah not and you know as a daughtry fan it's when you have your two and your seven open it just feels too high to put daughtry like putting daughtry over maroon five and led zeppelin like i'll be honest maybe if we check at the time those bands were at their peak they might have been more popular but looking back now more people are probably going to know a maroon five or led zeppelin song oh yeah 100%. All right, three bands left. We're going to hit you with Nickelback. Oh, this, I don't know what you got left because I really want to pull the trigger. Um, uh, Screw it. We're going to throw them at number one. Nickelback Nickelback number one is. I love it. So good. Uh, that is the definition of sitting in the back of dad's truck and listening to dad rock. Uh, um, even going to the UND games here, we have every Saturday night, they do the Nickelback version of Saturday night's all right for fighting. It's, it is, uh, listen to that. That sounds good. They got great. Burn it to the ground is always, always a play. It's, uh, whew. And I mean, I keep discovering songs by them. They, and by the way, the most 
overhated band for no reason. Maybe it's because Chad Kroger's a bit weird, but don't let that tarnish the band's reputation. Yeah, they, I think they kind of played into it, and they've kind of like grown to accept that. And most people mm-hmm. have grown to like Nickelback again. I think they've gone through their up, down, and now they're kind of on their back up of stardom. Very much so. Dane, you have your number two and number eight spots left. I have two bands left for you. I personally have a spot for them on my, if I were to do a list, I know where one band would go and I know where another would go, but I'm going to test you here. Next band, Queen. Um, God, this is going to really suck if you have like a band that I really like uh, as this last one. Uh, but I'm going to throw them at two. Uh, love Queen. Okay. Family went to go see Bohemian Rhapsody in the theater. Like I knew about Queen. I knew a lot of their songs. But then going to see that, I was like, huh, there's a lot of songs by them that I actually know yeah. and get into. And so there's, uh, there's a lot of good bangers that come out yeah. of Queen's catalog. An iconic band, indeed. I mean, the, the hits go on and on. We could honestly do that another time. T- top 10 Queen songs, I mean. From We Are the Champions to uh, We Will Rock You to so many. And I, none are really come to mind at the moment, but there are a lot. Don't Stop Me Now. Don't Stop Me Now. Um, and Bohemian Rhapsody, of course. Probably one of my favorite songs of all time. All right, Dane, I, I feel like I should have said this more early on, but your last band was Metallica. Oh, Okay, that actually fits uh, at eight. Um, it's not – I probably would have actually put it up a little higher if I had some mm-hmm. um, space left. But Metallica, another band sitting in the back of Dad's truck. You just got a lot of dad rock on here. That was the epitome. I mean, uh, Enter Sandman, what used to be at the Vikings kickoff, uh, just hearing those notes, uh, it – it gets you going. It gets you ready for football. I mean, um, they play whom the bells tolls. They play that opening at the Vikings games. Yeah. it's And I just saw some video about like how scary and haunting one is because they use clips from that old movie. And it was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember hearing yeah. that and like being kind of spooked out. And I was like, oh, this is yeah. terrifying. And, Such a good band. All right, Dane, here is your top 10 list. You had Pink Floyd at 10. Coldplay at nine, Metallica lands at eight, Daughtry at seven, The Eagles at six, Hinder at five, Led Zeppelin at four, Maroon five at three, Queen at two, and Nickelback at one. Any changes you would make? I think honestly, just going through that, the only thing I would do is just switch Metallica and Hinder. Just a quick, like it. crisp eight five. I think mm-hmm. that would actually make the list a lot more solid. I mean, my- I like it, and you know, it's one of those things where. It's such a mix of bands. I mean, we're going from an 80s band, a 90s band, a 2000s band, a 2010s band. It's kind of hard to go across genres, but honestly, I feel you did a beautiful job on this list. I appreciate it. Perfect. Perfect. Rolling along fantasy football. I mean, we are so invested. We do it all the time. All of us, us and all pretty much all men on that are sports fans at the moment are involved in fantasy football. Um, any, any fancy football things off the top of your head that you want to mention or talk about? Oh, I mean, I guess the, the biggest kind of story, and I guess in leagues that you may not have been picked up is the Jordan Addison production. I know we just made a trade ourselves, right? Now it seems to, I have scammed you a little bit for, you can share, you can share the trade. 
I gave you Calvin Ridley for Jordan Addison, and uh, there was some controversy with one of our mutual friends like, Dane, what are you doing? Why are you giving him yeah, for a better player? And then he proceeds to put up six points, and Addison had just an incredible breakout game against the 49ers uh, last Monday night, put up 30, and uh, I can't complain very much. The only thing, I guess, fantasy football-wise for him is the implications when Justin Jefferson get, gets back in three, two, three mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, how his carries are definitely going to drop because mm-hmm. it's Justin Jefferson that he'll be playing opposite of. But I don't know. I think he's probably the biggest uh, pickup right now if he's still available. Oh, yeah. Calvin Ridley, he put up 1.5 points in ESPN uh, PPR leagues last Thursday, which I would have been more sad about if I had lost my fantasy matchup in that league. But I won. You won. <sighs> So we'll see how the trade works out, but it just seems fitting that the week that I trade away a player for another player, he puts up 30 and uh, I get one. But I think it's because it's Jordan Asson, a Vikings player. I could care less. Like I will put the Vikings ahead of my fantasy football needs because I'm such of them. Yeah, for sure. So I actually have, I went through, I did a little research before this. And this is all from ESPN, by the way, their fantasy football rankings. I kind of use them as the staple of mm-hmm. sorts, one of the most popular ones. And I went through for every position and put together the top five fantasy performers so far for this season. And I figured I would go through them real quick. And we just kind of look at some of the surprises and some that are not as surprising. So, Dane, do you want to start with QBs, running backs, wide receivers, or tight ends? Yeah, let's just start with the captains of the offense. Let's go for quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. So currently at number five in fantasy football production is Tua Tugavailoa, who's averaging 18.8 fantasy points per game and has put up 131.48 on the season. Not much of a shocker there. Tua was supposed to do good, and he is doing good. Yeah, I think he probably would have been higher up that list if they didn't get kind of killed by the Eagles uh, on Sunday night. They kind of got shut out a little bit, but... Tua's been off and on that number one, number two, number three mm-hmm. quarterback uh, through most of the season. So seeing how much that game against Sunday night kind of pushed him down a little bit is a little surprising. Yeah, and it, it's, it'll be interesting to see how the Dolphins do the rest of the season because they've looked phenomenal against every team except the Bills and the Eagles, who are two, t- two of the better teams uh, when they're playing good, we should say. because the yeah. well, we'll probably mention the Bills in our Week 8 predictions, but the Bills are certainly a – I think was it you who told me they played to the level of their competition or something? Uh, possibly. It could have possibly been. Uh, yeah. Super interesting. Um, number four in the QB rankings this season, we have Lamar Jackson averaging 21 points a game, 146.7 on the season. And I know for a fact that this his last game is what has brought his average up. His 33-point oh. performance against the um the, the Lions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lamar is, I mean, through other than his MVP season, he's really been one of the most uh, inconsistent quarterbacks. I think in the NFL, it'd be one week like last week where he's like, Oh my God, I can see why he was an MVP to uh, weeks. Like they played against the Steelers where it's like, how is this dude a starting quarterback in the yeah. NFL? So definitely that last week helped him a lot. He played freakish against uh detroit i watched some of that game because that was the local game on when the vikings were playing and uh it, it was pretty impressive to watch yes he is just 
he's not even hit or miss. It's it's because I, I use that for other players. I'd say someone like Mac Jones, he's a true hit or miss on whether he's performing good or bad. But Lamar, it's almost just like when he's doing bad, you're like, it just doesn't make sense because he should be performing good all the time. Number three, actually, is Patrick Mahomes, 150.08 on the year for fantasy points, put up averaging 21.4. Do you think he should be at the one or two spot? Uh, I mean, he hasn't really had, other than last week where he put up a bunch of points against uh, the Chargers, he really hasn't had a breakout game. I This is the first year ever in one of my leagues I was able to snag him at quarterback, so I actually have him. Mm-hmm. And he really, it's been like low 20s, low to mid 20s up until last week where he put up like 33. It was, so I don't uh, knock him for being at uh, three. He's just been kind of constant in the 20s and mm-hmm. yeah. His team's getting it done. He's performing well. What more can you ask for as a Chiefs fan? Number two in the QB rankings, Jalen Hurts, 152.24 points put up, averaging 21.7. A lot of these points are coming from those goal line punch-ins. My goodness. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that he's leading the NFL, or at least tied for the lead in interceptions, and he's still uh, having this amount of fantasy success. But like you said... The, the tush push has become a thing for them. And I know they're, if everyone could do it, uh, they'd do it. And people haven't been having the same success. I don't know. It's, it's kind of annoying every time you go and see it. But what are you going to do? No one can stop it. No, and it's it's good. It's good play calling. It's good strategy. Um, Jalen Hurts performing up to what he should be performing. And the number one QB in fantasy heading into week eight of the NFL season is Josh Allen, 156.44 put up on the year, averaging 22.3. He is averaging more points than a lot of the top running backs and wide receivers in the league. I mean, Josh Allen is performing well this year. Yeah. He out of the side of the Vikings. He's, I think my favorite player. Uh, I got jerseys of him. I I love Josh Allen. This is probably the first year in a while that I haven't had him in a fantasy football league. So a little disappointed about that. I made a joke like week two to my buddies of like, Hey, who wants the homes for Josh? I've kind of missed watching him play football and rooting for him. So I, uh, I like Josh, uh, and good for him. Yeah. He's mobile. He's got an arm. And for some reason, the bills still find themselves four and three. It's, it's, it's quite perplexing being how good Josh Allen's been doing. Yeah. They, I think they're just really inconsistent. And that defense has sustained a lot of pretty bad injuries. Matt Milano getting hurt, Tredavious white, uh, their whole team's getting hurt, so that doesn't help. Yeah, but no really, no real surprises there in the top five at all for me. Nope. nope. I was just wondering. I wonder where. Uh, I mean, the last few weeks haven't really helped him, but Kirk Cousins was up there for a while, uh, Kirk, fantasy wise. Kirk Cousins, um, he put up an impressive resume this past um, Monday, twenty-one fantasy points. And just because I'm quick with my quick with my fingers, he's actually the number six QB in the league for fantasy. And I find that crazy because I ranked him at six in our QB rankings the other day. We did so. Yeah, I mean, oh Kirk's Kirk's been Amber on fire this year. Mobile. Let's let's do that. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Williams, Lamar Jackson—they're all mobile QBs. They can scramble. Kirk is not known for being mobile. 
He's a passing QB. Yeah, he he's been lights out. Uh, there's that 49ers game was probably the best game he's played as a Viking. The way he was able to step into the pocket, yes. uh, deliver throws, and everyone could say, "Yeah, you beat a dinged up 49ers team." We didn't have our best player on offense, so it, and we still scorched the number one defense, at least one of the number one defenses in the NFL, mostly because of Kirk Cousins. There's there's something really cool about one of the things I like about Kevin O'Connell is his little post game things they do after they win. And yeah. he gave that one of the last game balls he gave out was to Kirk Cousins. The the hype that he get when he was like time and time again when we called upon it was like it kind of gave you goosebumps. Oh my gosh, that's wow. awesome! It was, it, the hype is uh, is great, and I I love it. I'm all in. I'm here for it, man. Love my Vikings players. We're gonna check in with the tight ends real quick for our top five fantasy performance of the year. Your number five tight end as of right now is newly uh, new on the Giants, Darren Waller. He's put up 79. The number five tight end has put up 79 points, averaging 11.3. He is my tight end in my 10-person $20 buy-in league. Besides last week, he's been average. Yeah, he hasn't done much. That last week where he put up like 25 is consistent of most of the points that he's put up this year. It's uh, I have him in another league too, and I was thinking, huh, it's going to be great things. Daniel Jones loves throwing to him in preseason. And then Daniel Jones sucks and the Giants suck. And he's been mediocre at best. But yeah, Waller at five is probably what if I'm I'd being honest. He is probably the best option to throw to looking at the Giants wide receiving core. Yeah. Just, just personally saying. All right. And number four, I freaking love this guy. All right. He's on the Lions. He's a rookie. Sam Laporta, 90.7 points. Currently, he's put up averaging 13. I mean, I I picked up this rookie, I'm pretty sure, off of waivers, and he has impressed me with his performances. Yeah, I, I like Laporta. My my Our buddy Zilars, his dad, is a huge Lions fan, so it was kind of fun uh, messing with him. Uh, but, yeah, it's oh, we, we mess with him. Yeah. Lions fan? Yeah, it, we actually just talked about it this last weekend. His brother was a diehard Vikings fan, so he's like, screw it. I'm going to cheer for the opposite team. Oh, so okay. He's been a Lions fan his entire life. And so in Vegas, my dad, our parents go out there, and I was like, throw 20 bucks on Laporta to win Rookie of the Year. How often does a rookie win or a tight end win Rookie I mean, of the Year? Yes. Not, not very often, but he's been playing really well. He's one of like – the premier people they talk about when you cover a Lions game and with a team mm-hmm. so much hype, that's kind of a good thing. So uh, I like Laporta a lot. Happy with Sam Laporta's production. And number three, no surprise here, Mark Andrews, 93.7 points on the year, averaging 15.7. Been kind of a quiet year for Mark, I'd say, but he he's a top three tight end. Yeah, I think this, again, this last weekend really helped his production. Uh, he was kind of like a touchdown or bust uh, tight On end. National throughout. tight end day. Yeah. Uh, so he, yeah, I mean, it's not a hefty thing to be top five tight end, but he, he got in there, so. No, yeah. Mark Andrews, this is my odd year. I don't have him in fantasy. I'd had him every other year before. But um, it's almost one of those things where I want to spice it up. So I go with someone like Sam Laporta, Darren Waller. But uh, they're below Mark Andrews, so we'll see how that turns out. And number two, oh my gosh, I'm so happy when I see a Vikings player in the top five. All right, TJ Hawkinson, 96 points on the year, averaging 13.7. 
yeah, he started off the season really hot and then kind of took like a two three game little skid. Uh, yep. Wasn't great about that. Decided to put bricks on his hands and go play football. Uh, luckily, he's got those back in a huge way against the 49ers. And uh, so Hawk and Sox, is, uh, he's a weapon uh, when he's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson. Still don't know how we got him from the Lions. I, what did the Lions get? What Did, did they get Sam Porta with that pick? Uh, pro- I, something like that. I think we gave him like a second and a fifth and we got Hawkinson in like a fourth or something. But the biggest thing is they didn't want to pay him. So they gave him to mm. us. So we had to pay him and we've proceeded to give him the biggest contract for tight ends in NFL history. So I, I guess it worked them. out in his favor. All right. And the number one, uh, this is insane. A plus 29 difference between the number one and number two performers. I mean, they truly don't lie when they say he is such a good pick high in fantasy drafts. Travis Kelsey, 124.5 points put up on the year, averaging 20.8. Travis Kelsey, I mean. Yeah, he is the receiver core of the Chiefs. He, for the last, seems like half a decade, he, he's he been the guy. And it kind of seems like after, or as Mahomes came up, he kind of came out of nowhere as like this premier yeah. player. And uh, he's a freak. He, Him and his brother are now getting their publicity with their, their podcast and obviously with mm-hmm. Taylor Swift and all that stuff. Um, but hey, he, he's a freak of nature. It's uh, it's fun to he's, watch him play. One of those guys, every year he gets like another year older, I go, okay, maybe, you know, I'm not going to pick him this year. This will be the year he sucks. Continues to outperform all the other tight ends drastically, as we can see. Yep. Yeah, no real shockers here. I will say maybe Sam Laporta being a rookie in the top five. That'd be my shocker. Yeah, I think the the continual shocker, and it's almost a joke at this point, is how underutilized uh, Kyle Pitts is in the Atlanta offense. And the fact that Jonu Smith, tight end two, has more fantasy points than Kyle Pitts. I freaking picked that boy off of waivers, and he's outscoring Kyle Pitts. I, they need Maybe if they trade Kyle Pitts, we'll see his production go up. Maybe on... I don't even know what team, but honestly, if they just throw him the ball, they'd see more production. He gets like four targets a game. If that it's, it's absolutely wild. And the fact that the Falcons have the most throws to tight ends and uh, pits is like 20% of them. If that is uh it's brutal, man. Yeah, Falcons are an interesting team. We'll certainly mention them later on. Um, time check going good on time. We still have our running backs and wide receivers to get to. What do you want as a uh, next up? Uh, we'll go running back. I feel like there's going to be a little surprise there. Running back, and yes, at number five, I actually the running backs have the most surprises. If I'm being honest, at number five, Zach Moss, 110.8 <sighs> points put up this year, averaging 18.5. Mind you, still on the depth chart, he's running back number two. Yeah, I think that's all just a namesake thing because he's getting a majority of the carries. I think last week maybe was the first one Jonathan was actually getting his carries back. But Moss had like two or three weeks where he was like running for 150 a game with three touchdowns. So I can definitely see where Moss is up there. And the fact that he's still up there is pretty wild. It's crazy. I mean, this is your stereotypical backup running back who was outperforming, who many thought was going to be the next Christian McCaffrey, the next Tyree kill of Jonathan Taylor, who's underperformed drastically. I understand injuries have hindered him, but Zach Moss coming into his own this year. 
Yeah, uh, and we'll see how long that lasts. Jonathan Taylor looked pretty good last week mm-hmm. against the Browns, uh, scored a touchdown, and he had like 17 fantasy points. So we'll see how long that trend kind of continues. All right, and speaking the trend of continuing of surprises at number four, averaging 18.5 fantasy points per game. He's put up 111.1 Rams running back Kyrene Williams. He's a rookie, right? Um, I don't know if he's a rookie, but he's might have been his second year. I think he was on the team last year, but Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson kind of overshadowed him. And now since right. they got rid of Daryl Henderson and now I guess brought him back and traded Cam Akers to us, it's um it's kind of been his show uh, for the beginning half of the season. I, Cam Akers and Sean McVay must have had some butting heads, even though end mm-hmm. of last year, Cam Akers went on like a four-game tear of like putting up 25 fantasy points a game. Uh, and then the beginning of this year, he just sat on the bench. And I don't know what their issue was, but he seems happy here. So good for Kyron Williams, though, being uh, the guy. He's uh, He looks pretty good. Yeah, and he didn't even play last week and still keeps his four, number four spot in the fantasy football rankings. I mean, and it's unfortunate the Rams aren't winning games. You know, they're they're at 500 right now, if I'm correct. I We'll get to that later. They might be three and four or three and three, but uh, nonetheless, Kyron Williams, congrats. At number three, I would honestly say I would have expected him a spot or two lower. We have Travis Etienne, 138 points put up this year, averaging 19.7. Yeah, he's gone on like a little three-game tear of putting up two touchdowns a game. Uh, the only weird thing is he's not getting like much other than that. I think this last mm-hmm. – I think it – well – the two games in London, he had like a freak game. I think it was like 120 and two touchdowns. But this last week on Thursday Night Football, it was like 56 yards and two touchdowns. So for a guy putting up two touchdowns and having under 20 points was kind of a little funny to see. But um, it, he's playing good. And that, that Jags team is, is looking pretty good. They're not world beaters, but they're definitely one of the top uh, hat on probably top third team in the AFC. No, they are they are so good, and I just it's it's honestly crazy that you could have had Travis Etienne, Kyrie Williams, and Zach Moss as your running backs and your flex, and you probably could have picked up Kyrie and Zach Moss off of waivers or late round pickup, but Travis Etienne performing as he should be at number two, a huge surprise. No one, no one, you can no one can say they saw this coming. You know, everyone can say this guy was quick. He was good. But at number two, Raheem Mostert, 145.5 points put up this year, averaging 20.8 points a game. Had an off game last week, but besides that, insane production. Yeah, I definitely think that 70-point game against Denver has bolstered uh, their all their stats. I mean, I was talking to a buddy, and he was talking about Denver's defense and how they've allowed the most points. He was like, yeah, well, they had one game where they allowed more points than some teams have allowed all season. Sure. So. Do with that as you will, but Mustard's been pretty good. Um, I, he was good in San Francisco. He's been in the league a long time. I think he's like 31 years old. In the first half of his career, he's kind of been quiet. He was with the Browns. I think he was with, uh, he was with the 49ers. And then I think he was one of – I don't know if he went right to Miami after that. But he's a fast dude. Uh, used to be kind of a glass cannon uh, where he'd get hurt a lot. But uh, in Miami, he seemed to have been pretty solid so far. 
Yeah, I love what I see from Raheem Mostart. And he, you know, usually the, the we're not going to have defensive lines like the Eagles every single week if you're a Dolphins running back. So we can easily tear through some other uh, defensive lines and stuff. Uh, Raheem Mostert, good production so far. And number one, I mean, he's just like Travis Kelsey. You truly get your value with this guy, plus 35 value in fantasy points this year. Christian McCaffrey, 170.6 points put up this year. 24.4 a game, and my math was wrong. 25, actually, plus 25. Yeah, there's nothing else you can say. He's the best player in fantasy football, arguably the best weapon on the San Francisco 49ers. Christian McCaffrey is the dude. He He's just a crazy guy. It's I insane. mean, and they're struggling against the Vikings, and he's still putting up over 20 points. I mean, he just he outshines everyone. Yeah, that screen pass he caught and how fast he went from the 30 to the end zone is uh, is wild. And you have to take into account he has an oblique. He's recovering from an oblique injury. Who knows if he's even fully through it. I mean, if if this guy had not had those two seasons where he missed pretty much the whole season with injuries, I mean, we could he, – he might have reached MVP level of running back achieving that. I mean, he is, he is so good. Agreed. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, a couple shockers with Zach Moss, Kyron Williams, Raheem Mostert, but um, Chris McCaffrey, no shocker there. Agreed. All right, then we got our wide receivers, and then actually we'll save the wide receivers real quick. Let me just go over the defenses super fast for you. Number five current defense is the Chiefs. Number four defense is the Saints. Number three is the Bills. Number two is the Ravens, and number one is the Cowboys, who've actually put up 78 fantasy points this season, which is one less than Darren Waller. Yeah, the there was, I think, two weeks where they put up like 20-plus. first one was week one where mm-hmm. they put up like 35, and I was a victim mm-hmm. to that in the league, losing by like two points because of Dallas's defense. It was uh, not, a, not a fun night to be against that, but mm-hmm. they've – they have been very iffy this year other than those first few games. Um, I don't know. We'll see what Dallas uh, does for the rest of the year. Perfect, perfect. And for kickers, I just thought this would be funny to share. Uh, number one is currently Jake Elliott. I mean, for the Eagles, he has 78. Number two, Browns kicker Dustin Hopkins with 75. The always reliable Harrison Butker at 71. At number five is Brandon McManus, who's currently on the uh, Jaguars, I believe, mm-hmm. with 66. And at number four, with 70 fantasy points, is currently Brett Maher, who was just released this past week by the Rams. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Uh, I know Hopkins, I played against him. He dropped like 22 last week, so that, that threw him up the rankings. But Maher, man... Uh, Life comes at you fast, and as we've learned uh, with Daniel Carlson as Vikings fans, uh, you can cut a kicker, and then he goes to the next team and is now the highest paid kicker in the NFL. So I mean, yeah, it's absolutely insane, but uh, that's tough, Brett. Yeah, those those nine points would have won the game for you against the Steelers. So I, I don't really blame them, but I mean, I just it's a bit of a shock. You're cutting the currently number four kicker. Uh, if I'm a team, I'd maybe scoop him up just to do it. Probably. All right, let's cap it off with our wide receivers. At number five, we got Keenan Allen, 133.96 on the season, averaging 22.3. He didn't miss a game. With an injury. Uh, 
yeah, the the Vikings game definitely propelled that up, where he broke the franchise record in receiving yards and catches, and it, it was wild. It, he he's for his he's like the ageless wonder. He's Man. been around for so long, and he's still producing at that level. So, but this this is a crazy thing to say is he's caught touchdowns from Philip Rivers and Justin Herbert. Yeah, that's crazy. It, it is wild. But, but yeah, Keenan Allen does his thing when he's healthy. At number four, one of the one of the craziest breakouts of this year, Puka Nakua, 148.6 points, averaging 20.1 points a game. Yeah, that's another person when we were talking about Jordan Addison in production. People were wondering how he'd fit in with Cooper Cup coming back, obviously being a target monger as he is. First two weeks, uh, it was it was pretty more Cooper Cup. He he was back to his old role, but then last week against the Steelers. Uh, Cooper was stuck to like seven points and Puka had quite a few catches. I think he had a, maybe a touchdown in there. I don't yep. remember, but he made some pretty nice plays against uh, the Steelers that last week. So I definitely think he's still going to be getting some targets. I mean, he's just unreal. And the Rams really have to utilize that wide receiver core. I mean, Tutu Atwell is a good wide receiver. And I mean, he's number three on the team. So, but Puka Nakua, one of the breakout players. At number three, someone who started rough, but has slowly just turned up the heat, A.J. Brown, 150.9 fantasy points, 21.6 a week he's averaging. Yeah, uh, I guess I don't know how much of that little temper tantrum he threw, like week three to Jalen Hurts about not getting but, targets, but dude, dude's a machine. He's so big and just body people out of the way. Uh Catches passes, anything that's thrown to him. So yeah, you, you I mean, expect him to be up there. Hogging the targets from Devontae Smith to a Devontae Smith fantasy owner like myself. It's very sad, but I don't know. I feel like I play AJ Brown. I'm in four different fantasy leagues, and I feel like every week I'm playing AJ Brown. It's and he's been doing good. But yeah, it'd it be like that some days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at number two, we got Stefan Diggs, former Viking, 156.8 points on the year, 22. Point four a week. He's averaging no surprise. No surprise. Yeah, uh, I, I love. I mean, Diggsy was a little drama queen when he was here, but he's he's turned out to be a funny guy. And the thing he tweeted like two days ago, he's like, "Oh, I actually feel bad when I see I ruin your guys' parlays or your fantasy football stuff." It, it was just such a funny thing to say. And he's like, "Well, but I'm not trying to do it. Trust me, I'm going to try my hardest." And it was like, yeah. "Oh, that's." It's just a funny thing to say, and him is him and Josh Allen's little bromance has kind of blossomed. And oh, yeah. I like Diggsy. So like consistent him. through Bill's losses, through Bill's wins, he continues to produce. But we'll see if they can produce a fan. Uh, a what was I guess a, a playoff win this year? Let's see. This Bills team, uh, they really need to get it stepped up when they hit the playoffs. Agreed. They the last few years they've won one game and then lost in either the divisional or the championship game. So hopefully that changes. Yeah, and I do I do say I do feel bad for um I feel bad for the Bills with Josh Allen, who's notoriously he's supposed to be moving on in the playoffs. Joe Burrow is supposed to be leading his teams. Um Lamar Jackson is supposed to be leading the Ravens. And Patrick Mahomes, like as long as Patrick Mahomes is around, you're going to struggle. And it's not even Patrick Mahomes. It's the Chiefs team. I mean, this they they are just so talented all around, and they just continue to amaze me. Agreed. The The Chiefs are a machine. They just reload every single year despite losing, it seems, 
different talents on every position. Unreal. I'll tell you what's unreal is, you know, I, I thought I thought that Christian McCaffrey was plus 25 over Raheem Mostert. He was I thought he was plus 35. He was only plus 25. But the number one wide receiver has a 30 point gap from Stefan Diggs. I mean, he's averaging 26.7 a week. He's put up 186.6 points per game. The best fantasy performer of the year, Tyreek Hill. I own him in one league. He's insane. I do too. He he him and CMC are fantasy cheat codes. Him, Kelsey, and CMC single-handedly win you leagues. The the amount of rack yards he gets after catch and the fact that no one can catch him. And just think how much more his points would be if he didn't drop that wide open, like 30-yard touchdown uh last week against the Eagles, where it was right in his hand and he just just dropped it. So he he's a cheat code. Um, he helps the Dolphins win, and he was definitely a reason why the Chiefs were so strong those last few years. Yeah, it's I Terry Kill. He's just the value you get from him is clearly unmatched, and it's pretty it's pretty crazy looking back at all these top five performers that you technically could have had a team where Josh Allen, number one QB, was your was your QB. Um, let's say you took him in round two if he fell there. Um, and you could have had either Christian McCaffrey or Tyree Kill. So you could add number one QB, number one wide receiver. Um, maybe even you draft AJ Brown round three. You could add the number three wide receiver on your team. Um, it's just crazy looking at how loaded some teams could be, depending how you. Oh, for sure. But yeah, number one QB Josh Allen, number one Christian McCaffrey, number one Tyree Kill for wide receiver, and number one Travis Kelsey for tight end. All those guys doing their thing. Very, very interesting. Looking at this halfway point of the season. Agreed. Agreed. And honestly, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like we do a little guessing game, Dane. I'm feeling like we get things going with the guessing game. But before we do that, I'm actually gonna hydrate real quick with Hoist, this lovely, this lovely hydration drink, which I just discovered. So refreshing. It has IV level hydration, um, blue raspberry flavor, hoist. Feel free to feel free to holler at your boy. And uh, Dane, let's get a little thumbnail picture right here. Perfect, perfect. Catch us on the gram without a doubt. We'll tag Dane's socials below. But yes, we're gonna do a little guessing game here, Dane. I always enjoy doing these. And I think last time I had you guess stadiums which is always fun guessing NFL stadiums. But, um, you know, honestly, some people are nerds that game, but I feel like we're, we're cool gamers, you know? We don't make video games our life, all right, unlike some people. But I want to see, can you guess the top 10 most popular video games of all time? Possibly. Let's, let's see Possibly. All righty. I mean, we got 10 here. All right, we got top 10 list, and I want you to just throw out some games which you think could be up here um and after you get one wrong i could always just give you a little hint i mean i just have when it came out who developed it and how much they sold and that's just copies all right, all right. i know for sure number one is minecraft correct minecraft at number one 300 million plus in sales that's copies i should say they haven't listed as sales but they've made over a billion in sales came out actually in november of 2011 it's insane by Mojang. You got yeah. it. Yeah, 
feel like a lot of friend groups have that yearly like two week span where they got to start up a world and play. And it's it's so calming, but it's just one of those games where like you just you get to a point where you're like, all right, this could go on forever. You know, it's just how it is. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I mean, it's got to be up there now, even though it's relatively new. Got to throw Fortnite up there. Fortnite is actually not up there, but you have to remember that the it's free, so they're probably just checking copies sold. I but I mean, yeah. if we do like if we had in-game transactions, it has to be number one. I would assume. Sure. But this, I got this from IGN. It was actually October sixteenth. This article came out. So uh, no Fortnite on here, but all right. Uh, but I guess, good. yeah, for sure. I guess the second one I'd go with is Skyrim. Skyrim is actually not on here. Jeez. I know. I, very surprised. I think it was in the 11, 12, 13 range. Okay. That makes me feel a little better. Um, I guess I have only ever played one of them and it was the newest one. I haven't played any of the older ones. Uh, so I guess – is GTA San Andreas on that list? It is not, but I'm going to give it to you. GTA 5 at number okay, two. Okay, GTA 5. Made it 185 right. plus million copies sold. I mean, the revenue from that game, over a, a $1.5 billion. Came out in 2013. The rumors of the sequel continue to circulate to this day. Yeah, I mean, when a game's been out for a decade, it's got to be making some money. So It's crazy. Number two game of all time, according to IGN. Huh. Oh, this is, uh, I guess I don't know which one it would be, but is there a Super Mario up there? There is Super Mario Bros. They actually, I believe it's the original one, came out in September of 1985, sold over 63.92 million copies, um, but they've made so many adaptions of it. There's actually one more of adaption of that game on this list. Huh. Um, well, then, that was seven, uh, by the way, if I didn't mention Oh, seven. seven on the list. Um, I don't think it would be up there. Maybe it would be is Super Mario Sunshine the, the second adaption. Not that game. Hmm. Uh, geez. Well, I guess we'll come back to that one uh, mm-hmm. eventually. I'm just trying to think of... Yeah, Mario so popular. Everyone knows who Mario is. Oh, for sure. Um, I wonder if one of the Call of Duties has gotten up there. Let's try Black Ops 2. Did Black Ops 2 make it on the list? Surprisingly not on this list, any Call of Duty. Huh. I guess they and have their... And here's the thing is, I was on Wikipedia too. No Call of Duty, no Skyrim. Two very popular franchises. Yeah, huh. Jeez, I think I'm going to start needing hints. I can't really... Uh... All right. We have, um, we have another Rockstar game on here at 8. Oh, is uh, is it one of the Batmans? Arkham City? Possibly? Nope. Hmm. Nope. Uh, yes. Not in that category. Came out in 2018. Oh, I f- you're gonna I'm gonna figure it out, or you're gonna say it, and it's gonna uh, hit, hit me with it. Oh. 2018. Number eight. Number eight. The list. Maybe you haven't played this game, actually. I might not have. Uh... Oh, Red Dead Redemption 2. 
Red Dead Redemption 2, number eight, sold 55 million copies as it enters its fifth year this week. Yeah, I, I mean, I never, I never finished it. I made it to like the last mission and just fifth, never fifth, it. fifth year as of tomorrow, actually. Wow, nice. Now it's one of my favorite games of all time. Super good story. I, it's super good, and Rockstar has just made a boatload off of it. Agreed. All right, Dane. Let me see what else can I help you. The number three game is actually an EA game. Also played a lot on the phone. Oh, is it? It's not Plants vs. Zombies, is it? Not Plants vs. Zombies yeah. is one word. Hmm. It's actually sold a lot more if you include phone sales, like downloads, but I found where it didn't say that, and it was at 100 million. Phone sales has it at 520 million plus. 500 EA game. Yeah, EA developed this. Back in 2006. Still ah. it. I actually played this on my flip phone my parents gave me, which I couldn't call anyone. It was literally just to say I have a phone. Oh, um, oh is that the, the little frog shooting the ball game? Uh, oh. No. Involves blocks. Oh. Uh, uh, oh, what's it? Uh, you're yeah, so the, close, Dane. The, the, put them down in the – is it Tetris? It's Tetris. Tetris yeah. is the number three video game of all time, which feels so weird. It just doesn't feel like – I don't even know if that's on the Xbox store. Uh, no, it's it was definitely on the phone, though. Uh, mm. played, played it on the phone for sure. I don't know. All right. Um, we got we got one. Um, we'll go at number 10. Number 10 is a um, – Story game, kind of like Red Dead Redemption 2, like GTA. It's a franchise. It's actually the third installment of this game in this franchise. Um, Got a Netflix show, too. The Witcher 3? The Witcher 3 with 50 million. Came out in 2015. Yeah, I that was free on the Xbox store like a year or two ago. Downloaded that. It was actually pretty fun. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the game. A little fun going around, fighting some monsters and such. Well, yeah, oh, cool. Henry Cavill took over. I never watched the Netflix show, but I heard it was super popular. It is. It was. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. Very much so. Any other games coming to mind, Dane? You have 9, 6, 5, and 4 available. Is there a Far Cry on there? No Far Cry on there. Um. Not even an Ubisoft game in the top 10, but if we go by franchises, I'm pretty sure Far Cry would be a top 10 franchise. I mean, they have bumped out a lot of games. Do you know if they're making a seventh Far Cry? I'm not sure. They've kind of spit them out, spit them out with like even their uh, like side uh, side story yes. games. There was like New Blood and then there New was Dawn. New Dawn. New Dawn, yeah. So those were fine. I guess I really don't know if they have a new one. Is there a Halo on there now that I think about it? No, not a Halo. And my only guess why is since it's not on PlayStation or stuff like that. Yeah. One of the most popular games of all time. That's one of the first. I remember I'd go over to my neighbor's house and we'd play. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was definitely a uh, going over the older cousins uh, for any holiday. We'd all go sit in the basement and play Halo on the original original xbox um all right oh, number, I just, four, yeah. number four dane is a console exclusive 
Oof. It'd be the God of War. Mm-mm. It's not one of the. It's not a console a lot of people use nowadays. Huh. I have to think. That'd be. Uh... Oh, Wii Sports. It is Wii Sports. One hundred million. Nope, eighty-two point nine million downloads. And you know, I this. I believe this came with consoles. Mm-hmm. So it almost makes me question um, if they counted that as purchases. Oh, I'm sure they did. We definitely, when we got our Wii, it definitely came with Wii Sports and also came with little Star Wars lightsaber fighting games. So that was, those were always fun on the I mean, Wii. Some of my friends down here, they have a Wii at their house. Sometimes for a party or at a party, we'll throw it on. I mean, who doesn't love a little Wii Sports? 100%. 100%. Right, we got um, three spots, Dane. We got five, six, and nine. Any guesses? I was going to, is there a... Uh, oh shoot! It just slipped my mind. Um, is there a Sonic game on there? I feel like there's got to be a Sonic. There's game on no there. Sonic game on here. Huh? Didn't remember watching that show on like morning cartoons though. Sonic is <laughs> on. How about a Super Smash Brothers? Is Super Smash Brothers on there somewhere? No Super Smash Brothers on here. You were rattling off good uh, guesses though. I'm throwing some BS in there. Super Smash Brothers, an all timer. Right, the number nine game was developed by Blizzard. Came out in 2016. Uh, is that Bioshock? Is Bioshock on there? Not Bioshock. It's not Overwatch, is it? It is Overwatch God. at number nine with 50 million downloads. Came out in May of 2016. Not my cup of tea. Not, mine, not mine either, really. I remember I used to play with a bunch of people, and they'd always play it. And I literally got it just so I wouldn't have to play alone. And I could just never get into it. It felt nerdy. And then that one song on TikTok came out, and that just made it cringy. The OG TikTok trend, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And Overwatch is, it's an acquired taste. It's like Valorant. You know that game Valorant? Yeah, I've never never touched it, but I've seen uh, clips of it, yeah. All right, we got our six and five for our number six day. And think back to Super Mario Bros. Huh. Oh, uh, Punch Out? No. Hmm. Well, I'm going to kind of change. Uh, change. Uh, this is the game I was thinking of. Is there a Mortal Kombat on there? There's not a Mortal Kombat on here. Huh. Very popular like- franchise. I mean, I've heard the new game is super good. I think I think I played it with some people I know. Yeah, I'm trying to think now of what that uh, Super Mario Galaxy isn't the sold game, is it? No. Hmm. I think I need a I need a little hint on what that Mario game would be. Little so, hint is if you were playing this on Wii, an attachment would be very helpful. An attachment oh. would be very helpful. Uh, it's one of the little sporty ones that, uh, mm-hmm. is it not one of the sport ones? It kind of is a sport, honestly. Uh, it's the, uh, is it Mario Strikers or whatever it's called? It's not Dana. It's, oh my gosh, you're, you're so, you're so, you're on the verge of guessing it. Oh, is it the Olympic Games one? No. Damn, that one was fun. We played that one with the, the cousins, that. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games, dude. 
all timer. You know, whenever I was with my cousins, we we always had an Xbox. My grandparents bought an Xbox for us just so they'd always Aww. have it at their house. And we always played Madden on there. So a lot of Madden. And, you know, I'm kind of exposing myself here. I once told my cousins because, like, we, me and my parents would arrive, like, a day before, like, Christmas Eve. And then we'd see them all Christmas Eve. And I was like, oh, I can put up the most points in Madden over you on. And they're like, no, you can't. So I literally changed sides for a full game and put up over 300 points in Madden and said I won 300 to zero. And they believed me. They believed me. And they thought I was top dog. That, that's, I literally spent a full night doing that. I think about that. That's wild, dude. That's a uh... waste of my time. That's what it was. Just like allowing myself to score <laughs> over and over. 12-minute quarters, too. I just ridiculous. Jeez. Uh, I think for five and six, I think you just got to tell me, man. I, I'm, I'm a little All lost. Right. Number six, Mario Kart Racing Day. Karts. Oh, Kart. Of course. There's actually Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Edition, which sold 62 million copies. And, um, yeah, it came out in 2014. Damn. And number five, I've never played this game, actually. I know it's super popular. We got PUBG with 75 million Copies came out in 2017. Yeah, also never uh played that game. Um, no. yeah, kind of surprising. Well, I mean, I mean, personally, a lot of these games I haven't really played, and I feel for next time, maybe we rank our top 10 favorite games or something, something like that, or even for after sure. this, you know, not to not to talk about private things, but after we get off the goalies, hit up our buddy. Hey, you want to rank top 10 video games ever played or something? Wouldn't hate that. I'm gonna see a little too much Assassin's Creed, but uh, I'll, I'll let hey, that slide. That's a good franchise. They'll love the Assassin's Creed games. Not for you? No, nah, I, I mean my oldest jokes. They haven't been good since three, and then everyone's come back because you haven't played one since three. But I, I played the third one, and then I uh, we talked about. It. I tried Odyssey. It wasn't my thing. Oh yes, was, yeah. Odyssey's a tough one, actually. Odyssey's the um, Romans one, right? The Greece one, yeah. yeah. I, I played that. Yeah, I, I played that. I think I liked it, but it starts really slow. It starts brutal. Yeah. That's all we got for video games. Got, um, got a good amount of time left. So um, have you been watching any good TV shows lately? Um, I guess the biggest uh, shows that I've been watching, uh, the one that's still going on right now is uh, Gen V, the spinoff of The Boys. Uh, and then I finished uh, a couple weeks ago Winning Time uh, about Magic Johnson and the mm -hmm. Lakers uh, back in the 80s. Uh, those are pretty good watches. Otherwise, I haven't really been binging any too many TV shows, but just kind of waiting for stuff to come out in the winter and fall. So. Without a doubt. I mean, Gen V has just surprised me tremendously. Me and Seth watch it every single week. Check out the new episode. And, you know, obviously if no one knows what Gen V is, I've mentioned them some of my past episodes. Spinoff of The Boys Show on Amazon Prime. It's basically superheroes if they were vulgar and they actually show gore in superhero films. It is so entertaining. Yeah, it's it was kind of it's uh, a take that I kind of heard. It's like you almost forget in that first episode that it is part of the boys. Like, yeah, there's a little like gruesomeness to begin the show, but then there's the one scene with the roommate and her uh, friend that they he likes certain things. Uh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, this is from the boys universe, and Eric Kripke, I think his name is the oh, director or showrunner. Y yeah, you remember that this is uh, one of his creations. They push boundaries. To 
to a whole nother level. I can't even speak about um, the some of the things that happened in those episodes. Let's you know the season three incident, one of yeah. the early episodes, uh, episode one. I think it was the first episode of the season. Yep, the little sneeze, and then yep. Uh, yeah, the they've got some source material to come from. Those comic books are pretty unhinged, so they've they've toned down the uh, toned down if that means anything from. It's what the insane. They toned down from comics. It's uh, it's those are still some of the best shows on TV. The Boys is incredible. Yes, yeah, so we're getting into episode seven this week. Only two left somehow. Um, it's heating up, man. It's heating up. It looks like they're all going to be going after the one evil lady, the Dean or whatever, as she tries to get a virus that kills soups, maybe to control them or something. Spoiler alert, bro. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. Um, it's I've, I've heard is there's supposed to be like a tie in at the very end that goes right into the next season of the boys. And at the end oh. of the boys, there's a tie in that goes right back into the second season of Gen B. So they're going to acknowledge each other. I don't know if they're going to cross over or anything. In this last episode, we did kind of see a crossover character. So um, yes. maybe there will be some intersections here and there, but mm-hmm. it's coming together. That's looking pretty good. Um, speaking of, you mentioned you watched Winning Times. I, I've, I heard some stuff about that. Obviously, if no one knows, it's basically, I don't even know if you want to call it a spinoff. It's basically about, with its own HBO Max twist, about the 80s Lakers, you know, them playing, you know, you got Magic, you got Kareem, you got all those players. But I've heard that this last season was bad and it's actually been canceled. Is this incorrect? Uh, I don't know if it was canceled because it was bad, but it was canceled. And I think it was a very unexpected canceling because they go through like it's looked like they were going to do like each season was one of their championships or they were going to do like half the season was a championship, but they lost to the Celtics and the second half is going to be like the rebound and they go back in and win. That's what they did with the first season. The first season was started with Magic Johnson's rookie year um, mm. starting it. Uh and I don't remember if they won it that year or if they won it the year after. Um, but kind of go through what they went through with the coaches and how Pat Riley became the coach and started leading them to their dynasty. But that second season, they they really dug into the rivalry with the Celtics and how it was Magic versus Bird and uh, the, the Flashy versus the Farm Boy. And they got to like, I think it was, I think they got to 10 episodes. But the last episode, they got through like two finals and then they just did like the the cut where it was like still a shot. This player went so-and-so. Uh, this team won however many games for the next four years that it was either oh. the Celtics or the Lakers. So I feel like it was a very unexpected canceling and they just filmed that last part like relatively quickly to be like, yeah, we guess we got to wrap the show up because there was so much like – the first see, uh, scene of the show is Magic Johnson in the clinic uh, figuring out he gets AIDS or is he's HIV positive or whatever he has. AIDS, yeah. And they never talk about it the rest of the show. Like the show wraps up before they can even talk about it again. And obviously they talk about his uh, love of women, more or less. Uh, he wasn't a drug, he wasn't a drinker, but he liked women. So they definitely dove into that a little bit, but I mean – just the stuff with Kareem and how at the end of that run, they, I think it was traded Kareem for uh, the pick that was eventually Kobe Bryant. They 
eventually uh, they briefly mentioned that. I think that's how it went. I'm not wasn't a huge basketball guy before uh, watching that show, so I'm not oh. not a huge historian on the thing. But I found it really interesting for a guy who wasn't a huge NBA historian. I was like, huh, it's a really interesting yeah. show. Something I'd want to watch. Yeah. So very well done. No, yeah. If anyone wants to check that out, they can. Maybe I will. If I have nothing going on. I am in my final season, the final series finale of The Sopranos. I have about 15 episodes left. It's heating up. One of my favorite shows I've watched, almost done binging it. Yeah, never never really got to got through The Sopranos. I think my, my parents maybe seen bits of it, but I, I just never got into the whole mobster yeah. Italian uh, show. It's so acquired. I mean, I love that stuff for some reason, you know, I don't know why. Like it's such, um, it's one, it's like the most, it's such a dangerous yet appealing life. You know, like you just walk into a room like, Hey, I know that guy, or I can call that guy and he'll, he'll whack you and stuff like that. But then you get killed if you're even conspiring about someone like the mafia, the whole mob. That's so cool. And what's crazy is it goes on today. All that still goes on today but they have just hidden themselves so well. Now you just never hear about it for sure. I mean, it, that's exactly it. They've just hidden themselves and you don't really see mm-hmm. anything. So, um, last show I've been watching it's halfway through its second season is Loki. I know Loki is not for you. It is personally my favorite Disney plus show, but that's not saying much as Disney plus has not put out the best shows. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you there. I mean, there's a few of them that are pretty good. We kind of talked about it with some other friends um, last night, but yeah, Loki was not really my thing. I, I watched it all the way through. I think I watched almost all of the, for at least the first seasons of the Disney, <laughs> the Disney plus shows. Um, I didn't really watch She-Hulk. I watched the first episode of uh, secret invasion. I even gave Miss Marvel a try. I watched that all the way through. It was fine. It wasn't, it wasn't anything great. Um, but they've just kind of been hit and miss. And I think we've all just kind of got superhero washout where we're just kind of tired yeah. of Marvel. All their show- movies are very similar with their weird, goofy comedy. I give the new Guardians of the Galaxy credit. They tried to make it a little more serious and yeah, drop it in F-bomb for the first time. So um, I don't know. I think a lot of the DC show or DC Marvel shows have kind of just like run their course almost. Yeah, they have. And I'll tell you, Miss the new Marvels movie, The Marvels, it, it is honestly, I think, one of the worst marketed movies. There is no appeal to the movie. And there, it could potentially be the worst box office movie that Disney's ever had. I mean, it yeah. Is. I mean, they eventually had to make a second movie of hers. They, She's now one of the main Avengers, probably one of the yeah. least liked Avengers, though. Uh, you don't even know who that other chick is unless you watched WandaVision as she was just like a side character in that. And she's gained gain powers. Like, oh, she yeah. has powers. Yeah, I came back from the snap and was like, I think she came back from the snap. It was just like powers. I was like, oh. And then Miss Marvel, like she's fine. She's a little over the top and the actress is a little, little funky with her actual real life Marvel obsession. It's like, oh, this isn't this universe. This is yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin Feige's wrong. It's like, yeah, okay. That's... I, huh. I'm a nerd as much as the next guy, but let's just let's take it down a notch and uh, and move on. Yeah, whenever you're out nerded, that it, that's always like kind of awkward. Like, like oh yeah, I've seen every single Marvel movie. I can rank all 32 of them. Like oh yeah, can you name which comic each one ties back into? You're like, yeah, uh, no, nope. no, I can't do that. 
Agreed. Um, yeah. Um, I was trying to think what else have I been watching? Not much. Um, almost um almost I'm like halfway through the first Lord of the Rings movie extended edition. I'm reading the book, helps me fall asleep. You know, it's a good book to read before you fall asleep. And yeah, I've been trying to watch the movie along with it. But yeah, Lord of the Rings, not my forte. I tried to read The Hobbit. I got about like 100 pages in. I was like, yeah, this is dumb. And put it it's, down. It's a bedtime book. Let me tell you that. Game of Thrones books gives those a chance. Game of Thrones books, so good. But I don't think George R. R. Martin will live to ever finish the last book. Yeah, I I never I just watched the show. My parents were Sunday night watching the show as it came out, people. So I watched it when it came out on HBO Max and uh I, I enjoyed it. And I did not like the last season personally. I know there's a lot of uh season seven haters. I think season seven, if anything, is just rushed. I don't think it's bad. But personally, I mean I have so many issues with season eight. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean I I thought it was fine. Uh, I mean, the killing of the spoiler alert for a decade old ending, but the killing of the night King was, was pretty cool. How Arya wasn't supposed to do anything. Yeah. Stab the dude and it all ended. And then I can kind of see where like the iffiness at the end where again, spoiler alert, killing Daenerys, Jon Snow, and then him just like yeah. becoming the hero. I was like, Oh, well we could have seen that. It's like the, Oh, he doesn't do anything wrong hero throughout the whole show. So I don't know. I loved um God, now why is his name slipping me? Um Dwarf guy. Uh Tyrion Lannister. Yeah, he was my favorite character throughout the, the whole show. Tyrion is uh he's the goat. Love him. No, Tyrion is awesome. Um in the I mean honestly it, it strays so much from the books, but for anyone new to um watching Game of Thrones or even reading the books, you can read the chapters of the book identical with season one so i mean i think there's there's the only thing that they don't do that they do different is actually just take out scenes that are kind of filler scenes from the book so i mean i've never seen a show like go from page to um screen as good as game of thrones first book and the first season i'm talking even using the same dialogue for like a full chapter yeah from what i've heard i i obviously never read anything but from what i remember hearing when Spoiler alert again, when Jon Snow dies at like the end of season six or seven is when the books actually stop. And then everything after that has been like them just flying from the cuff and making their own stuff up. And that's why you kind of see that drop off in quality. I don't know if that's true. I haven't read the books, but that's supposedly what I've heard. Uh, and they've kind of redeemed themselves. House of the Dragon that's come out has been really good. I really enjoyed House of the Dragon. So. Um, they're obviously Game of Thrones trilogy or whatever lineage is is still staying pretty strong. Yes. So the actual, the final book, um, Dance of the Dragons. So everything that George R. R. Martin uh, has written ends with, from what I can remember, Jon Snow being killed. And then it's actually the scene where the Dothraki take Daenerys is actually where the, how the book ends. Remember that scene from like season six or whatever? possibly She's like it's been wandering and they pull up on her and they ride in like a big circle around her i think so maybe and yeah thanks but yeah that is um it's a good show i recommend it well we as we should see more of it. 
who, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? As we have 30 minutes left, Dane, I mean, I say we go over our week eight picks for the NFL. I mean, and Let's go um, for it. the last time we met, there was no stipulation. We were picking for fun. We enjoyed it. But if no one knows, as I mentioned on my episodes, I am in a money pick em, and Dane is one of my uh, two companions that I do it with. And we all tied last week. Don't even ask, as I already mentioned on my last episode. We got five correct picks last week, which is very bad. Very bad. I, How many games even were there last week? There were freaking... I just like to toot my own horn of the season long. I'm winning. So we'll just. Yeah, Dane's winning by one pick. All right, we'll say that. I'll Uh, take it. This week, week, winner gets 20 bucks, 10 bucks from each loser. So a lot of money on the line. I could could use that. So you do well here. Let's kick things off with our third. We have a full week. No buys on this week. All right, we get a full 16 game slate. So um, we'll see if we get through all these matchups. Kicking off Thursday night football, we have the Buccaneers visiting the Bills. Bills currently second in the AFC East. As for the Bucs, they are currently second in the NFC South, three and three. Who you got? I think I'm going to take the Bills. They're definitely going to bounce back. Uh, Losing to Belichick, especially in a divisional game, is always kind of a funky thing. You can't really judge a team off that. So I think the Bills go in, and I think they steamroll the – uh, the box. I completely agree. And first off, as I mentioned, Bills play the level of their competition. They're better than this Bucks team. Okay, they are better than this Bucks team. But if they play to their level, I mean, who knows? But honestly, I would I would have more confidence if the Bucks were at home. But they're going to be in Buffalo, and there's just something about when a Florida team goes up to New York. I just feel they don't do as well. That's just that's just how I feel. But yeah, I'm also going with the Bills. Heading into our Tuesday slate of games. Never mind. Um, I'm reading this all wrong. Our Sunday slate of games at noon. It's hard to switch back because trying to read the standings and my sheet. But um, we have the Eagles at the Commanders. Should be an interesting um, one. I think uh, that the commies do not pull the magic that they pulled last year. Uh, they're probably going to lose to the Eagles. The, I really like Sam Howell. I think he's got all the skills to be a good quarterback, but he he really hasn't put it together. Last week was really hard to watch. Granted, there were some dropped passes that were absolute dimes that probably could have changed the game. But uh, overall, putting up seven points against the Giants is not uh, a key to success. So, yeah, yikes. That will not get it done. But yeah, I agree with that, that the Eagles win – and as we all remember last year, Commanders upset the Eagles. But I just, if they're going to do it, it's not in this game. Okay, I haven't I haven't seen anything that would waver me picking the Commanders. So, going with the Eagles. Plus, unlike the 49ers, they rebounded after their shocking Week 6 loss. So, I mean, Eagles look like a powerhouse. Yep. Next up, we got the Saints visiting the Colts. This was, I honestly just feel this is, this is an interesting one. Both teams mediocre in the pack you know they win some weeks they lose some weeks yeah i think i'm gonna go with the colts garner kind of garner's kind of balled out a little bit in these last few games last mm-hmm. week against a very good uh cleveland defense he he played really well putting up like 30 points i think jonathan taylor's trying to get his stride back 
Uh, Pittman kind of threw a little bit of a fit, so I think he's going to start getting the ball. Um, so I think the Colts are going to beat the Saints with that. I mean, who knows what Chris Olave is going to do after getting arrested two days ago for yeah. uh, Zoom. And I don't know what it is with Derek Carr teammates that just have them go drive crazy. I mean, they just – oh, it's the Derek Carr effect, clearly. I guess. No, yeah. Um, I hate I hate picking the same, but I mean, yeah, I gotta go with the Colts in this one. The the NFL actually revealed that they missed calls, their officials missed calls in that Browns loss that would have then helped the Colts probably win or sealed their win, which is such an iffy situation. But there were that was a pretty sloppy game at the end. But I mean, this Colts team, I feel they can beat the Saints. They will be at home, which I don't know if that really gives an advantage nowadays in this day's NFL, but um, I don't know. I think the Saints team is just awkward. I think they, they have an awkward team. Agreed. All righty. Um, Jaguars at the Steelers. Steelers have surprised me this season, and this is actually a fun fact. I'm yet to pick them this year, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if I've picked them in a game, and for me personally, I'm not picking them this week. This Jaguars team – They've been up in it. They're, they've been looking good. I like what I've been seeing from the Jaguars, and they're on a four-game winning streak. I do not think it stops from Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I also think the Jags are going to win. Um, Steelers are just very inconsistent with their offense. I, I don't like Kenny Pickett as a quarterback. Uh, any guy that's got to use two gloves to throw the football probably isn't your guy. Pickens is – he's an incredible, talented wide receiver, but he just doesn't get the ball enough. Najee is like a slow moving freight train trying to run. He, I don't know what happened to him after he left Bama, but he just really hasn't been in. I think he had a, he had a good rookie year, but since then not been great. Um, that defense is the only thing that keeps the Steelers in games because TJ Watt is an absolute animal. But other than that, I think I got to go with the Jags. As talked about earlier, Brett Maher missed three field goals that would have given them the lead. I mean, just Steelers, they found themselves at four and two. Congrats. But this Jaguars team, they're on a bit of a roll, and I, I see them continuing. Yeah. Keeping us moving, we have the Texans visiting the Panthers, both teams coming off a bye week. Yeah, uh, I think the Texans are going to walk this one pretty easily. The Panth- Unless they do some crazy – I mean – Honestly, if the Panthers start Andy Dalton, they have a better chance to win. Um, I'm not a huge component uh, or proponent of rookie quarterbacks playing right away. Have them sit behind a veteran for a couple weeks. Yep. Let them learn, I think, is probably the best way to go with things. Obviously, there's examples of rookies starting right away and having success, but a lot of the big names you see now sat behind a veteran and uh, went out playing. I don't know. It's really iffy, and especially on the player. But uh, I definitely think the Texans are going to come out and win. CJ Stroud's had a great rookie year. Bryce Damn. Young has not. No, yeah, that's a that's such a good analysis. That's why I love having you on, Dane. I, pro- I proclaim you as an NFL expert, but I'm no expert. All right, I ride on hope. Okay, and my goal is to pick the first Panthers win of the season and they got the bye week they're rested up adam thielen's coming guns a blazing i'm going with the panthers they're gonna get it their first win of the season at home over the texans we'll see but i'm not riding or dying on the texans or the panthers so yeah one of my favorite vikings though 
I do uh, I do like Adam Thielen succeeding. He actually, you know what a fun fact I saw is that no team that has ever lost to Kirk Cousins went on to win the Super Bowl. That is true. That season. That is true. So that doesn't really pertain to the Panthers, but I'm thinking more of the 49ers. It, it is true. Uh, it was a funny a bit last year, and I think it was – I don't remember what team it was, but yeah. Uh, moving on, we have the uh, an AFC East matchup between the best AFC East team, the 5-2 and two Dolphins, and the 2-5 and five Patriots at the bottom. Patriots offense finally crossed 100 points scored their last week of play um geez uh i think this one's a lot closer than it might seem because again it is a divisional game against belichick he knows what he's doing divisional games are different oddly and it's a lot different if tyreek doesn't play he's in jeopardy of not playing and if he doesn't play and even Mostert might not play so once those injuries come out uh, which is why I may wait a couple days to turn in my official picks of uh, this week. But as of right now, barring everyone's going to play, uh, I think we still got to go with the Dolphins. Agreed. I just I can't bet against the Dolphins. I mean, two times I've lost this season, I've been to the Bills and the Eagles, and this Patriots team is pretty atrocious. I mean, it honestly makes no sense they beat the Bills last week. but. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll do the same this week. I don't doubt it, but yeah, I'm going with the Dolphins in this week's matchup. An icky one next. I really hope this isn't on um, any of our local TVs. We got the Falcons at the Titans. Mm. Just, I know. I, I feel bad if you're a Falcons or a Titans fan. That comes from a Vikings fan. All right. I want you to know that. Yeah. Supposedly, I've heard that if Tannehill doesn't go, they're going to try and do split quarterbacks with Malik Willis and Will Levis with the Titans yes, game. I was a big fan of Will Levis coming out of college. I really liked him. Granted, he hasn't really played much in the pros for any of that hype to be warranted. So I'm kind of hoping he steps in and starts slinging the ball. I hope he starts targeting DeAndre Hopkins a little bit. Um, but the Falcons, man, they're just steady, run the ball. They're not going to do anything flashy. They're going to run the ball down your throat, and if they can't run it, they're not going to win. So I don't know. I think I'm going to have to give it to the Falcons uh, Mm -hmm. just because they may have some quarterback issues in Tennessee. I'm I'm going with the Titans, and my only reason is that these teams are so 50 50 every week that I'm just going to go with the Titans coming off a bye week. Maybe they feel fresh. And I don't know. Desmond Ritter just sometimes he can turn up, sometimes he can. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say Derek Henry gets it done, but not nothing really exciting in this one. Agreed. All right. So I have to I have to grab my chargers. So I'm gonna leave you to kick it off this next matchup as we have our very own, the greatest team in the NFL, biased, of course, the Minnesota Vikings travel to take on our arch nemesis, the Green Bay Packers. In Green Bay. My dad will be at that game, actually. So Nice. So, obviously, uh, divisional uh, matchup. It's the matchup all Vikings fans look forward to. Border battle between the Packers and the Vikings. Uh, this is, honestly, the biggest one of the biggest games for the Vikings because uh, the next two days is coming up to the trade deadline. So, you win, 
you become buyers in at the trade deadline. And when we talk a little later, I don't know if we're going to talk a little later about the Vikings solely. Um, Probably not. This will be our little Vikings chat right here. All right. Perfect. Uh, I little thing that I don't always listen sports radio. I usually listen to the morning hit power trip morning show daily and their sports takes. I usually don't uh, buy into most of the time, but yes. one of the guys in there had a really good thing that I kind of agreed with. If we win this game, go four and four and start moving forward. Cause we have a really weak schedule going forward. Yes. Uh, I think we call the giants and see if we can get Saquon for anything less than a first-round pick. Because uh, if we add Saquon to this squad, moving off that train wreck of a team, no um, it, it would be huge. He's not on an expensive contract. I think it's like a $10.8 million contract for one year. So if we want to re-sign him or let him walk in free agency, kind of use him as a rental for this year, yeah. I, think, I think it would be a good – I think this team uh, – despite the record is a better team than last year. So if we wanted to make a push, I think this would be the year to do it. So obviously I'm going to pick the Vikings in this one and then hope we do something big uh, before the trade deadline. Um, I'm not a real big Madison guy. I've kind of ripped on him every chance he get, and he hasn't really proven me otherwise. He's had a few decent runs, but other than that, Cam Akers and Ty Chandler have looked like better running backs every chance they've gotten. So Mm -hmm. Hopefully we do something a little splashy uh, at the trade deadline. No, yeah, I personally would love that Saquon ad. No one fears our running backs. I mean, Alexander Madison, Cam Akers, Ty Chandler, they do their job. That's it. They don't do anything spectacular. They're, we need we need someone like Saquon. Kirk does not have to go. I really hope that this last game proved to all the Kirk haters that trading him will solve nothing. He's the number six fantasy football QB, for goodness sakes. But um, yes, it's a pivotal game. Obviously, I'm picking the Vikings. I pick them every single week. I mean, people were picking the 49ers. I mean, I saw that post about how every analyst had the 49ers winning. And honestly, I was not scared Monday night. I honestly felt so confident going in for some reason. I'm I'm riding with I them. did feel better going in. I will give them credit because I watched part of that. A lot of the, or at least more than half of them were like, this is going to be a relatively close game. No one, these guys aren't mm-hmm. going to get blown out like people think. So I give the announcer some credit. Like some of them were like 23-20. So like losing to a field goal by mm-hmm. that team, whatever. But I don't know. I think this is a, this is a pretty good squad. If we we cut out some of those fumbles, we could easily something like five and two or whatever would it be five and three? No, just here's the crazy thing: we're three and four. The team currently in the seventh spot in the wild card is the three and three Buccaneers. I don't think people understand how actually close and realistic a playoff push is. Okay, yeah, we're just uh, half a game behind the Bucks. It's and that's because they've had their bye. I know. I'm I'm so happy for it. We're going to go with the Vikings. Um, once we get a bigger budget, we'll have unlimited time, but 14 minutes left. We're going to keep running through our Week 8 predictions. Next up should be an interesting matchup. The Rams visit the Cowboys. Um, Kali, this one's... It's hard because the Rams are so inconsistent with their team, and the Dallas has been so iffy with their team as well. I like Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, Puka Nakua are going to overwhelm the uh, Cowboys defense. I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. Okay, I like it. I'm under the belief that this will be a offensive battle, but I'm just going to give it to the Cowboys. Just 
just to do it. I, I don't really have a good reason for it, but I mean, this defense is super talented and they're the number one defense currently. And if any defenses are going to shut down Cooper cup and Puka, it'd probably be them, but we'll see. I always, I always like when we get a couple different matchups between us in the uh, pickup. So that's always good jets and giants. We get a little New York battle this upcoming week. I'm going to kick this off. Jets coming off of their bye week. Before that, the huge upset of the Eagles. And you know what? This Giants team is just not good. I'm going with the Jets. I think their defense eats uh, Tyrod Taylor alive. Uh, I'm also going with the Jets. A little crazy that we actually have them who play. They play in preseason every year. So the fact that they're playing in real uh, in a regular season is kind of unusual. You usually don't see that very often. But uh, also going with the Jets, I, I like Zach Wilson a lot. Uh, I think he is a lot better, especially after that Chiefs game, a lot better quarterback than people give credit for. And yeah, that defense is just going to smother the Giants. Yeah, I've never been a Zach Wilson hater, and it's almost like he was supposed to fill shoes he can't fill, and he's doing the best he can. And Brees Hall finally turned it up the last game, so Brees Hall, I'm hoping he can continue. If they keep giving it to him, he can keep performing. Kind of kind of sad, though, to see Dalvin Cook um, losing his way, you know? yeah. That's how oh, I mean, hopefully he gets traded to a team that will use him. That's all you mm. can ask. Close matchup here as we have the Browns and Seahawks, two teams that always seem to go down to the wire in high-scoring games this year. Who are you going with? Huh, because I think Deshaun Watson is uh, already out um, for this week because he doesn't he sucks. play football. <laughs> he gets his money and wants to just sit on the sideline because he's a bum. Uh I think we're going to go with the Seahawks on this one. The Browns, I think, have the better defense, but I think the Seahawks have the better offense. Uh, it'll just be a matter of which one blinks first. I mean, yeah, let me just say, P.J. Walker yet to throw a touchdown this season. All right, yet he's only thrown picks. All right, as a Mari Cooper fantasy owner, that sucks. But, I mean, if you're the Seahawks, I think they get DK back this week. Kenneth Walker obviously always doing good, and um, Geno Smith. Doing his thing. I'm going with the Seahawks too. Heading into our, uh, we might already be in the 330 games. I'm just going off of my Excel picks sheet for the week. But um, we have the Chiefs and the Broncos. They're week week eight, and they've already played. This is going to be their second time meeting. I mean, I find that crazy. Obviously, it was kind of close, somewhat close the first time they played. But um, yeah, I don't know what I would have to see so far this season to pick against the Chiefs. Um, I think they bring it to seven straight wins. Yeah, I also think that Chiefs give me no reason to pick against them. The Broncos give me no reason to pick for them. So that we're just going with the Chiefs. No, this, um, I don't even know. Cortland Sutton, I guess, looks better than last season. I I don't know what to say about this Broncos team. They've. It's hilarious how that's, I've, I'll talk about all the time, how that Russell Wilson trade worked out. I mean, it is just the Seahawks have, benefit so greatly from it yeah i'm a number one russell wilson hater so i love it uh a matchup that honestly probably would in the preseason before the season began was probably looking like oh this could be such a barn burner we have the bengals and the 49ers going down san francisco two teams that are oddly struggling all of a sudden bengals been struggling all season low-key and 49ers two games get after going five and zero to start yeah, I think the Bengals have started to, start to pick it up a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Brock Purdy may be hurt, so I don't know how I trust Sam Darnold in that offense, contrary to our friend's popular belief. 
I don't think Darnold is going to do much better. Uh, so I think I might pick the Bengals. I think this is the Bengals get right game where they prove that uh, they're back to their olden ways. And I think the 49ers have kind of been exposed a little bit. Oh, yeah, I, I actually completely agree. I'm going with the Bengals as well. I mean, they got to rest up this past week. Uh, I, I hope that they were able to speak with the team, kind of go over, hey, guys, we were supposed to be a top three team in the AFC, maybe even top five NFL. We've been underperforming. Joe Burrow needs to step it up. Joe Mixon needs to get back to his last season ways. And this 49ers team is clearly shook. They're, they, they're clearly shook. They've lost to the Browns and Vikings back-to-back weeks. Collect. Um, uh, what am I trying to think of? Capture, uh, take advantage of. I don't know this 49ers team, but yeah, Bengals, yep. Ravens, and Cardinals in Arizona. A little battle of the birds action here. Uh, I think you got to give it to the Ravens. Cardinals kind of unofficially, officially tanking. Um, yeah. They've got a bunch of picks. Um, Ravens have looked pretty decent, so got to give it to the Ravens. I mean, Ravens have the number three defense. Uh, this Cardinals, Cardinals offense is. I mean, this whole team has kind of just been kind of wacky for the Cardinals. I mean, they're one in six, four game losing streak. It's uh, it's probably it for the Cardinals. Do the Vikings play the Cardinals at all? I don't think so. No. Dang, I wish we did. Three wins. Played them last year. Going with going with the Ravens, Lamar can really push the MVP campaign if he puts up the same game he did in the last one. But maybe we'll see. We shall see. Heading into Sunday night football, unless we have let me actually double check that we don't have two Monday night football games. Um, because if this is the Sunday night football game, it is is going to it is the Sunday night football game. Dane, we have the Bears visiting the Chargers. Ah, uh, geez. Um I don't know, man. Uh this one is I think a little closer than we think. The Bears mm-hmm. have actually played played decent, and I guess we'll see who's quarterback. Badgent has actually looked decent. Not what great, Badgent but decent. Been? Fields is not good, and the Chargers' defense is just struggling, man. Austin Eckler doesn't look like himself. Herbert's doing all he can to keep that team afloat. I think in the end, I am still going to give it to the Chargers that they end up winning it. So am I, and I really want to pick the Bears. It'd be such a good upset pick. But, I mean, you know, Badgett did what he needed to do. All right, He threw check downs. He got first downs. But, I mean, the Bears didn't necessarily have the most impressive win last week who did they beat again um, the Raiders the Raiders so a very bad team themselves the Raiders as for the Chargers I mean they're honestly you know us and the Chargers were in the same boat as the Vikings all right we were both teams that were doing good but uh, we're doing bad but should be doing good and after this last week they're now two and four we're now three and four I'm I'm happy with uh, what we're uh, what we're producing, bats for the Chargers. Yeah, I am going to pick them over the Bears, but um, if they lose to the Bears, then I I don't even know. That'd be crazy if the Chargers started two and five. That, yeah. That should All right, let's wrap things up. I mean, gosh, a lot of similar picks this week. Probably off to see where um our buddy Tyler does. But we got the Raiders and the Lions on a Monday Night Football. I kept seeing that they were showing so many ads during the Vikings game. 
I was like, why are we pushing this game? Um, unless the Raiders do something spectacular. It should be a Lions blowout win. Yeah, I, I mean, they should get Jimmy Garoppolo back, but oh, okay. I mean, that'll be better than Brian Hoyer. I'm a, I'm a certified Lions hater. I think they've yeah. maybe in the next week or two, if not last week, have hit their midseason. Yeah, we were good, but now we're going to suck again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think they ended up beating the Raiders. I don't know what their Raiders deal is, but they're they're just bad this year, and I don't know yeah. what happened to them. No, and Jacoby Myers is doing a phenomenal job, better than he was in on the Patriots. But Devontae Adams, they just he, he can't get the ball. You know, he needs Devontae Adams can only be as good as a court his quarterback. You know, he needs to catch the ball. And Josh Jacobs, I mean, I I saw on TikTok all season Josh Jacobs was going to fall off this year, and he has. So. Yeah, for sure. It's unfortunate because if the Vikings win, then we'd be four and four, and if the Lions were to somehow lose this game, they'd be five and three. But I'm thinking they might take keep the two game edge on us. Yeah, I think this division, uh, wrapping up these picks and going into the future in their last, what, four minutes, uh, the future is going to come down to this, the last few weeks of the season where in the last four weeks we've got, I, I think it's Bears or Lions, someone, Lions. So it's going to come down to those last three weeks where we play the Lions twice. I think coming into those first three weeks we're going to be down maybe a game if not tied. And those two games are going to mean a lot for the division, uh, just mm-hmm. for this lead that they've given them so far. Um, unless the Lions do a normal Lions collapse, it's going to come down those last three weeks, and they're going to decide the division. Yeah, and I mean the the it's it's you always talk about the NFL script, like oh, there's a script. But as you mentioned that, it does feel like it's setting up where the Vikings are going to have must-win games against the Lions to end out the season. And the Lions could potentially be competing for the number one spot in the NFC with those games as well. Possibly. I mean, hopefully uh, this team has it all set up for them. They could end up being 10-4 and four, uh, coming into around the holidays time, which is insane to think about considering where we were because our schedule is not hard. Uh, coming up to these games and then going into those final games. So we'll see. Uh, the season has made a little turn for the Vikings. They just need to win one in Green Bay, get back to 500, and figure it out from there. Exactly. It's season. I mean, we're already in week eight. You know, it goes by fast. And I'll tell you what's even more crazy is the next time we meet will probably be first week of December or last week of November when we do one last uh, check-in for the year, most likely. And um, I, all I can really say is that the Chiefs are probably the AFC favorite. But after this last week, the NFC is probably going to go to the Eagles. But the number two spot is now really up in the air with the 49ers and Lions both looking unpredictable. I mean, I'm just going to be the homer. I'm going to say it's between the Eagles and the Vikings, dude. The Vikings have competed with every team so far. The the Chiefs, they've lost mm-hmm. in some ticky-tacky calls. And the Eagles, if we don't fumble four times, we dominate that team. So being the homer I am, I'm going to pick the Vikings as like the second favorite in the NFC. And yeah, the Chiefs, I mean, they've given everyone no reason to doubt them. I love it. I'm a huge Vikings fan, and you managed to become an even bigger fan with me with all of your takes. I'm riding with us, man. I'm go. I'm saying Super Bowl. I mean, if you don't want your team to win the Super Bowl, I mean, 
what are you doing? And it's not unrealistic. All right. Now that we're three and four, but we'll see how it rounds out. Dane, thank you so much for joining me. Yes. Another fun episode longer than last time pacing. Not too, not too bad. I think we did better than last time. Yeah. I think we got in a few more tasks this time. Yeah. And you know, honestly, I was struggling. I was worried, worried that we wouldn't have enough stuff to do, but it ended up working out perfectly. Golden. Dane, anything you want to leave us on to round out the episode? Uh, go Vikes. Don't cheer for tanking. That's bad fandom. Mm, that's very true. Even the Panthers, you can go on an 11-game win streak. That, I, I, don't, I don't really want to end with it. Okay. D Dane, thank you so much for joining me. Everyone, have an amazing weekend. Dane, let's give it to them. Roll Vikings. Skull Vikes.